0: Welcome to the Leadership Window Podcast with Patrick Jinks. Each week, through a social sector lens, Patrick interviews leaders and experts and puts us in touch with trends and tips for leading effectively. Patrick is an LSI-certified leadership coach, a member of the Forbes Coaches Council, a best-selling author, award-winning photographer, and professional speaker. And now... Here's Patrick. Amazing what a pandemic can do to get you going on a project you've been procrastinating on for years. Three years of thinking about it, wanting to do it, has turned into about, it ended up turning into about 30 days of actually getting it done, pulling all the levers you need to get it done. Welcome everyone to the inaugural episode of The Leadership Window. This show is about, you guessed it, it's about leadership. And today's episode is really just an introduction to the podcast, to, to tell the truth. Uh, it's just to give you a feel for the program, a chance for you to get to know your host a little bit better, and why we're doing this, what it's about, and uh, we'll share some of the Jinx perspective. And by the way, so we're on all the channels. If you're listening to this on our website or wherever, uh, I say all the channels. We're on all the major ones. We're on Amazon now has a platform for podcasts. We're on that. We are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even YouTube. Um, we're not videoing these, but you can, you can play the, the audio on YouTube. So we're on all the channels, subscribe on your favorite, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, and uh, stay along with us. Uh, for the first couple of months, we're going to be running two to three episodes a week. And that's really because, man, when, when we launched this and I reached out to some people to be guests on the show, the response was overwhelming. And I, I ended up, I, I really kind of overbooked it because I don't want, this is not live, we record these, and but we don't edit them. We just record them, record the conversation as it is, and then, and then it goes. And I didn't want, I don't want guests to come on, do an interview, and it doesn't air for another two months because then it's not as relevant and timely. So we're just going to cram a bunch of shows in each week for the first two or three months, however long it takes. And then we'll probably back it up a little bit. The idea is really to run about an episode a week. And as far as timing, Uh, some of these will be 15, 20, 30 minutes. Some of them might be an hour, hour and a half. Uh, they'll kind of be all over the place really depends on the content and the guest availability and all those things. But the whole idea and and the beauty of a podcast is it can be super flexible because it's ours. The digital real estate space is ours and we get to do whatever we want with it. That is super (laughs) exciting. Um and so I will I will also tell you this. This this podcast might be a small thing for a lot of people. Podcasts, you know, lots of people have podcasts. For 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 me, for the Jinx perspective business, it's a milestone. Uh, it's something I have really been wanting to do for a long time and have reached the point now where it's not only feasible but it's sort of the right thing to do. And um, I'm just, I just have a tremendous amount of gratitude for all of the people that have helped the Jinx perspective get to the place where we are now. And I got a lot of people to thank. Most of them I'm going to be thanking as they come on the show because they're going to be guests. And uh, we'll talk about that then. I do want to say this, the success of the Jinx perspective over the past, I would say 12 years, uh, I, I, will, I will mention my family today because i i owe them the most the the amount of support the level of support that they have been for this business has just been invaluable we we just really wouldn't be doing this without them particularly my amazing and beautiful wife mary no joke without her none of this happens period i can't tell you how fortunate i am to have her at my side she's my sounding board She's my advisor, even though I don't always listen like I should. She never stops supporting me while she's also challenging me to reach higher. And so, yeah, Mary, I love you. And there's no one to whom I owe more. got to say that on episode one. My kids um, mean more to me in the support of, of this success than they may even realize. Um Clayton and Jacqueline are every father's dream of having children who make you proud and support you at the same time. Clayton uh, helped me in the beginning of this business back in, I think, 2006 or 2007 when I was doing it as a sort of side hustle. He was doing some photography and web design and graphic design, and he's recently rejoined the team now as our digital content manager, and Jacqueline... Uh, and and our new son-in-law David, oh, how new, right? And uh, what two years now? Um, uh, what a beautiful family! What a, what a great addition to our family! And Jacqueline, um, they keep me going, and and Mary going with the joy of our grandson Jude Patrick. yes, his name is Jude Patrick. That middle name is really important to mention. But uh, it, it just she inspires me with her emergence as a leader in her own right. As she leads her staff at the Vale Brewing Company in Norfolk, Virginia. So, just they're both they're both leaders and they're both um, supporters of me, and have really given me the the lift to do what I do. So, I I just had to I have to say that just for the business overall. So, like I said, I've got a ton of people to thank, and I can't thank them all today, or we'd run out of time on this first episode. So, let's dig into the content for the day, and um, I just want to really set up why we call this podcast the Leadership Window. And I'll start with a very quick story that might help you appreciate the title a little bit more. I, I've collected leadership definitions for a while, uh, and and I won't go into them all, but I like to bring them out at workshops and things and get people to think about what leadership means. There's more than one right answer. There's more than one good definition. And one time, a professor at Duke University, when I was going back, when I was going through the um, uh, uh, certificate certification and nonprofit leadership program that they offer. Uh, he looked at me and he said, uh, boy, I heard you talk about all these definitions of leadership. What's yours, man. I, he just kind of, it stunned me. You know, it was like a slap in the face. Like, wow, what is my definition? I've, I've collected all these definitions and talked about what everybody else thinks leadership is. Don't I need my own point of view, particularly if I'm going to be a leadership coach, trainer, a, a practitioner, what's my view of leadership, So he really challenged me and I had to take some time with it. And it took some time to break it down. And it might be more of a, of a framework than a a definition, but here it is. Leadership from my view is a window of opportunity during which vision, inspiration, and empowerment converge to propel people toward a shared goal. Now I, I know a mouthful. Let's, let me say it again. Leadership is a window of opportunity during which vision, inspiration, and empowerment converge to propel people toward a shared goal. So let's break it down because it is a lot of words. It's a window of opportunity. Leadership happens in moments, whether we seize those moments or not is up to us. Is it not? Leaders are not always leading, although uh, later on, I'm going to talk about the fact that they are always on. It is always showtime, but they're not always performing a leadership activity. Sometimes we fail. We miss an opportunity to lead. So leadership happens when leaders take advantage of an opportunity to lead and those come in moments. So it's a window of opportunity. Next, we said it's a window of opportunity during which vision, inspiration, and empowerment converge. Let's take those three things, vision, A leader's primary job is to show people a picture of what's possible. Even better is when a leader can influence multiple players to craft a shared vision. In either case, people follow because there's some picture of good ahead. That clarity is really what makes people follow. I can see what's ahead. You're showing the way, lighting the way, illuminating a path, and that's creating vision. The second thing we said has to be there is inspiration. I learned a long time ago that leaders don't actually motivate people. That sounds weird, but they don't. Motivation comes from inside. But leaders do inspire people. People's motivations are internal and personal. What the great leaders know how to do is connect people's existing motivations to whatever goal is being pursued. And that sparks inspiration, which creates Action. We're going to be talking about all these things throughout throughout the life of this podcast uh, platform. The third thing is empowerment. And some people aren't fond of this word because it can connote a sense of superiority or condescension. It's not that I have the power, so I'm going to give it to you. It's, that's not the idea behind this use of the word. In leadership, empowering is to equip, engage, enlighten, enable. It transcends authority by placing trust in the people being led it's not hoarding power to the point of the disengagement of others it's about giving others the space and the tools and the support to excel and succeed so vision inspiration and empowerment now the definition again leadership is a window of opportunity during which vision inspiration and empowerment converge they converge there has to be a convergence among the three think of it like a three-legged stool vision Inspiration and empowerment. Take away any single leg and the stool collapses. It's when these three powerful forces converge that the leadership window opens. And they converge to propel people toward a shared goal. So let's talk about propel. If you're not moving, you're not leading. As elementary as that sounds, <laughs> it needs to be absorbed for a minute. If you're not moving, you're not leading. You're just standing still. And that's fine if the status quo is your thing. I will tell you, I've resisted the notion that people hate change. I just think it has to be led effectively. There has to be a vision. There has to be inspiration. There has to be empowerment. And then people are lit up. They'll they'll, they'll they'll get excited about change. But as John Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. It's the fuel that makes things move. So it propels people toward what? Toward a shared goal. Leadership is not about getting people to elevate and advance the leader's aspirations for individual purposes. It's about multiplying the strength of people by leading them to a place they all want to go. Here's another definition of leadership. Dwight Eisenhower is credited with this one. The art of getting people to do things you want done because they want to do it. Eisenhower understood the people have to want to go there. So this definition of leadership, like all the good ones avoid my definition. I mean, it avoids linking leadership to position or authority. We all have windows of opportunity to propel people toward a shared goal through vision, inspiration, and empowerment. We just have to be aware enough and courageous enough to seize them. So this show is going to be about challenging you to, to allow the window to open. And that all, that also means we have to learn. If you're open enough to learn and be open and challenge yourself, you may not agree with all the leadership tenets that are talked about on this program. That's, that's okay. You know, think about it, challenge it, let it stretch you. But um, that's what we mean by opening the window of leadership. And by the way, when we say a social sector lens, you might have noticed at the beginning of the, uh, in the introduction, um, our, our announcer says that we're going to talk about leadership through a social sector lens. That's Rosie, by the way. I hope you like her. She's not real. She's my artificially intelligent voice. I had some people say, "Where'd you get your voice talent?" And I had others go, "That sounds like like Siri or something. It's really artificial." Anyway, um, that's Rosie, and um, uh, she says we're we're going to talk about leadership through a social sector lens. Don't let that sway you away if, from the program if you're not in the nonprofit sector. The podcast is about leadership. It's it's not really about the social sector, but the lens is one of mission. me i spent 25 years leading in the nonprofit sector and now i make my living coaching third sector leaders and by the way if you if you're wondering what what are all these terms third sector nonprofit sector not-for-profit sector independent sector the voluntary sector it's all the same thing it just has interchangeable terms so it's all the same thing we're talking basically about the nonprofit sector And I will tell you, with all due respect for those business leaders that are tuning into this show, if you want to see just what we mean by the unique challenges of leadership in the nonprofit sector, try leading people who aren't getting paid to be led. That might sum it up for you. Or try managing a double bottom line of both financial health and social change, where there's no market standard of success to light your path. Uh, I could go on, but I digress. It's, It's not a competition, by the way. I'm just illuminating a little bit of what we mean by the social sector lens and its unique challenges and why you'll be hearing from guests from within that sector on this program. Speaking of guests, almost all of our episodes will feature guests. This show will be much better with people smarter than I am doing the talking. But there will be times when I might want to chime in with a solo episode here or there. And like I said, it's my show. I get to do what I want. Uh, it's a uh, great autonomy, but most of these are going to be other people uh, smarter than myself sharing some really great leadership tenets and experience and, and talk honestly about some of the challenges that they're facing. So since I'm not normally going to be opining on my own, at least for the first you know several months we do this program, I wanted to take this inaugural episode to share a few of the key tenets of leadership that have defined my philosophy on leadership over the years. Many of these are concepts I'm still learning to apply, by the way. I'm not saying I'm a master at these, but they're, they're ones I believe in and am working on and helping my coachees work on. And those of you that I've coached that are listening to this, you'll find these familiar because I talk about these things all the time. They're my point of view. They, they create sort of my theory of leadership. And regular listeners of this podcast will hear these again probably time and time again. And those who know me well know that I like to think in fives. <laughs> so here are the top five leadership tenets from the Jinx perspective, and we'll go through them quickly. This episode's not a long one. Again, we're just setting it up. Here's number one from my perspective. Leadership is about others. And so here, here's where that really comes into play is that leading, be, becoming a leader, being a leader, Particularly for those that are the top leader, the chief executive, the executive director, the president, whatever you want to call it, there's a real challenge that leaders face when they find themselves moving from playing a role of high individual performer, transitioning that to be high impact leader. So when you're a high impact leader, you're setting the stage for others to be the high performers. It's not about you anymore. It's not about your performance, your individual show. It's about drawing the best out of others. So leadership is really about others. Now, um, somewhere in, along in these episodes, you might you'll also hear me say, uh, but sometimes it is about the leader, um, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, number two, and I got this one from uh, world renowned executive coach Marshall Goldsmith. Longtime coach at the Center for Creative Leadership, uh, multi best-selling author, recognized by a lot of entities as the world's number one executive coach. Okay, and I'm sitting with him over a over a drink, by the way. I had an opportunity to to visit with him in person, uh, sort of one on one, and uh, well, m- me and a friend of mine uh, were sitting with him, and uh, we got like an hour of his time to just very informally share with us some of his tenets. And here's what he said to us, among many other things. He said, guys, for a leader, it's always, always, always showtime. You're never off you're never off camera. They're always watching. They don't just watch you in meetings or in your office or in the building or in action. They watch you at the grocery store. They watch you how you live your home. They watch you on social media. They watch you in those informal moments and they're always watching and everything's getting recorded. And so I said earlier that leaders are not always leading, meaning they're not always in an activity of leadership, but it is always on for them, if that makes sense. And I, so from that point of view, I often ask my coachees, The following question, I say, if a film crew were to come in for one week into your office and they were filming a documentary about leadership and they wanted to view your leadership for one solid week and they were going to be there all day, every day, and maybe even go home with you and kind of look at your personal life as a documentary, would you lead differently? Would you behave differently at work if a film crew was there filming your every move, documenting how you lead. Let's be honest. Yeah, we probably would. Most of us would probably, I mean, we'd be conscious of it. We'd be far more aware of our actions anyway. So, how do we get ourselves aware of our actions when there's not a film crew there? Now, well, it's one of the images I use um, to kind of set a trigger for ourselves. Imagine that there's a documentary film crew filming every day of your leadership, and that'll help you become aware. So, it's always showtime. Number three. When things go wrong, and they will, pause to reflect on your role in it and learn from mistakes. I had a um, challenging experience with uh, one of my many boards of directors that I reported to throughout my 25 years in the nonprofit sector. And uh, we just got crossways that happens sometimes between uh, an executive director and a board, particularly when the executive director is like me, very assertive, very opinionated, uh, fast mover, I want to go, can be pretty bold, I've been known, I've been called pushy at times even so I I like to lead fast. And uh, when you're leading a board in the nonprofit sector, you you can't always do that. You got to go at the speed that the followers can go, not just your speed. So I had this challenge and boy, I was really upset and I thought, boy, the board is just wrong and, you know, they're, they're treating me wrong and this is all wrong. And so I go to, I'm at a conference and I go to one of my colleagues, a trusted friend, and I'm telling her about it. I'm going, man, they just this and they, that, and you wouldn't believe, I can't believe that they, this and they, that, and she put her finger up and she says, hold on, be careful and i it took me back a little bit i'm like mm, okay what do you mean she goes uh, just be careful about where you're pointing your focus here i said what do you mean she said you just need to be you need to take this as a learning opportunity i'm not saying you're right or wrong but you need to ask yourself what was your role in this it's really easy to say the board's wrong here and the board's wrong there but what was your role what might you have done differently what could you have done to diffuse the situation or to, to change it what you know, what what might be appropriate about their feelings about what you're doing and i got to tell you it ticked me off I'm sitting there going, I came to you because I need a shoulder to cry on. You're supposed to say, oh, my gosh, those horrible boards, aren't they terrible? You're the greatest leader ever. I can't believe they would challenge you. I can't believe they would not want. Uh, That's what she was supposed to do in my view. But that is not what a good friend does, and it's not what a good leader does. So she did what a good friend and leader does, and she said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Get introspective about this and find out what you can learn. Absolute turning point in my life in my career, uh, for her to do that. And it helped me because I actually did go back and go, yeah, you know, I probably should have done this probably shouldn't have said that probably should have realized what was going on here. Um, all along the way. So when things go wrong and they will pause to reflect on your role in it, cause that's the only way you really learn and apply. You can't change anybody else. You know, you can't control them. Um, and, and so when coaches, for example, when the people I'm coaching are telling me they're complaining about some other person, maybe a staff member or a board member, uh, I have to say, well, they're not in the room, so I can't coach them, <laughs> but I can coach you. What's your role in this? Here is tenant number four. Uh, it's, it falls into the definition when we talked about propel a little bit ago, leadership is about movement which means change, which means risk. They don't talk about the courage it takes to maintain the status quo. And I, and I will say that this may not be true, but my bias toward the nonprofit sector makes me feel that this is an even greater challenge in that sector. Then the sector moves very slowly and organizations in within the sector move very slowly toward the things that they're trying to do to make change and it frustrates a lot of the people that I coach, but it just moves slowly. I remember uh, another conference I was in. One of the speakers was Charles Adler. He's the uh, um, co-founder and former CEO of Kickstarter, and uh, so he's a serial entrepreneur, and he's one of these you know one of these young guys with the, the the jeans and the tight T-shirt and just very informal on stage. And we got to just hear him think out loud for a little while, and he's he's talking about the way he approaches things. And he said, when I'm on an entrepreneurial venture or I've got a project that I'm working on, I give it 30 days and then I ditch it. If it, if I can't get it done in 30 days, it wasn't worth it. I ditch it. I move on to the next thing. 30 days. We ain't got time. I'm like, wow, he's talking to a room full of people. This was a nonprofit conference, by the way. And he's talking to a room full of people. Some of the organizations in our sector take 30 years to move on a project or an initiative or an idea or a concept, we certainly can take 30 months or 30 weeks, 30 days. We can't cut a check in the nonprofit sector in 30 days because we have to have two board signatures on the check. Like we, 30 days is just that was a, an unfathomable concept for a lot of what we're doing. But it really hit me. I thought, you know, that, that prompts movement. I mentioned at the outset of the show, I've spent three years thinking about this podcast. I actually got it done in 30 days. Now here's the, here's the, you know, the difference is I'm, I moved by myself. So I'm not, I'm not trying to bring a group of people along, uh, in the process. So, um, just remember though, leadership is about movement. If you're not moving, you're not changing, you're not, you're not going anywhere and it takes risk because we're going, we're trying to go places we've never been before. And so it's the unknown. And it's one of the things people fear the most is the unknown, the unseen. Um, but just remember, leadership is about movement. You're going to have to take some risks. And here's number five. Last one. Leadership is balance. It, it is less binary and more balance. Binary meaning leadership is not usually an, an either or. It's usually a both and. Here are a couple of examples. Leaders are supposed to be, are, are supposed to demonstrate humility. No one, no, I don't think anyone would argue with that. Probably not. Probably not the listeners of this. There are some people who probably think that humility is weakness. And so, I mean, we've seen these leaders, the arrogant ones uh, that believe humility is a weakness and that leadership is about strength and people are expecting strength. You know, I'm not a subscriber of that. I think a leader has to be humble and, and show humility on the other hand. A leader also has to show assertion and confidence. It's not an either or, and it's hard to pull off that balance. I mean, arrogance is a game ender, but I will tell you some of the people that I've coached when we do their 360 assessments, their stakeholders come back and say, we're looking for a little more assertive point of view and perspective and confidence from our leader. We appreciate that they're a servant leader. But we're looking for more confidence and assertion. Here's another one uh, compassion versus accountability. Uh, It's not an either or if, if my, if I say, well, I'm a compassionate leader, well, then, you know, every time my team is underperforming, I'm just going to show compassion. Maybe something's going on in their lives and maybe they just need more help. And maybe they, well, we need that. That's fair. The leader has to say, what am, what's my role, right? What's my role in helping them? On the other hand, if we don't hold our people accountable, we underperform and we take 30 years to get things done. And we didn't, we're in denial Sometimes about what what the makeup of our team is because we're not it's hard to hold people accountable because it sometimes means tough decisions so it's not an either or Uh, it's not well do I need to think long term or do I need to think short term as I'm leading the the answer is pretty obvious to me you got it you have to be able to do both Uh, big picture or detail (laughs) Um, others or yourself I mentioned a while ago leadership is about others yeah but sometimes it's about you. In other words, you have to take care of yourself. You have to nurture yourself. Uh, you have to develop yourself. Make sure you're investing in yourself. Otherwise, you can't lead. Either. You can't lead others. So that that's really the, the the fifth tenet is that it's about balance. And I mean, that's really it. I just wanted to kind of share to open up the program. I wanted to share with you some of my tenants on leadership. What we mean by leadership. We're going to get to hear all kinds of other people's viewpoints on leadership, what it is, what it isn't. Uh, It's really going to be cool, but um, thanks for listening along. We're going to, we're going to wrap this first episode up. Um, And again, um, I've got a lot of people to thank. The first one I'm going to thank comes on tomorrow. So our next episode is actually tomorrow. And he's a 30-year coach and trainer at the Center for Creative Leadership. He is the author of The Master Coach Model. He's the founder and president of Leadership Systems Incorporated. He's logged nearly 20,000 hours of executive coaching. And he is an extraordinary trainer and certifier of leadership coaches, including me. Most importantly, he's my coach. And he's my friend. And he's a new member of the Jinx Perspective Advisory Board. He's Dr. Jim Smith. He'll be our guest on the next episode. And then later this week, Ron Harvey from Global Core Strategies and Consulting will be on to talk about building a culture of leadership. And these guys are the real deal. I mean, we're launching this week with some like serious thinkers and practitioners and accomplished leaders in their own right. That's the Jinx Perspective for episode one. Thanks for coming along. Don't miss the rest of it. Uh, Visit us at jinxperspective.com. That's J-I-N-K-S perspective.com for all the episodes as they come out. And we'll see you tomorrow. Lead on.